You're locked on the only RC podcast that keeps the rubber down the whole time. O Canada RC, the podcast. Now it's time to walk the track with your host, Jeff Lemoyne. Hey guys, what's going on? It's Jeff Lemoyne, and you are back on O Canada RC, the podcast. And if you're not back and this is your first time, welcome. Uh, we are joined tonight by uh, one of our earlier guests on the podcast. Uh, really happy to have him back on, and I think have his cat back on too, which is awesome. <laughs> uh, welcome to Matt from MR Custom Painting. What's going on, buddy? Oh, not a whole lot. Yeah, sorry about the cat in the background. No, it's all good. I love the flavor. <laughs> I love the flavor, man. It's uh, I've got a cat too. What's your cat's name? Uh, Admiral Mittens and Leia. Sweet mother of God. That's a better name than my cat's name. <laughs> Do you have two? Yeah, two Bengals. Oh, so Leia. Oh, nice. Okay, so my cat's name, no word of a lie, is Rosebud Butterball the Third. So oh <laughs> pretty good name, but it's not. It's not Leia and Admiral Mittens. Was that the other Correct. one? Correct. Yep. Nice, man. Yeah, mine's a, mine's just a tabby from the street that we rescued. <laughs> but uh, I don't think she likes it when I call her her full first name, her full, her full name. So we just call her Rosie. Uh, awesome, man. So, yeah, enough cat chat. That's a different podcast. But thank you, for uh, again, for coming back on, man. Um, you were, like, one of the first, I'd say, four or five podcast guests we had on. And, Very nice. Uh, yeah, it was awesome. And, and I'm like, since then, we've had, we're up to episode third, uh, 43. We've had almost, right almost 2,000 downloads of the, of the podcast. Really happy about that. But I, I love catching up with, you know, uh, past guests. And I, and I have a feeling that we'll hopefully we'll be able to continue catching up. So how has it been going for you in terms of uh, the paint side of things? And um, yeah, what, what have you seen? come your way in terms of bodies uh in the time um just staying pretty consistent uh nothing too exciting as far as orders go or out of the ordinary uh just same old thing yeah i mean consistent that's what i like with that's that good. Is it's always orders coming in going out that kind of thing yeah yeah nice and steady and i just saw that uh that cool pickup it looked like a older older model uh pickup body that you just posted on Yep, Facebook. 50, 56 Ford F-150 or F-100, sorry. Love the green, love the flames. Um, if you've been listening to the podcast, we've been talking to a bunch of different fabricators and other painters. I don't know if you know Bradley Farmer. He's been on a few times, um, does some Horizon stuff. But it's just kind of cool to talk about him with him about the different styles that you guys have. And I actually was talking about you because I love your, when I remembered us talking about a lot of the pop culture references and those types of things that yep. for me, when I look at your stuff, it's, that's where I can almost tell that it's yours because it's so unique and it's so awesome. But um, kind of neat because we were talking about flames the other day and how he's, he was saying how flame, there's different types of flames, unbeknownst oh, to me. Oh, for sure. Unbeknownst to me, like what kind of flames are there out there, man? Uh, I mean, you got the true flames, you got just classic flames, you got tribal flames. Yeah. Um, there's everything. And the, the <laughs> thing where he's talking about it too, or maybe adding to it, I guess, is you can kind of start seeing particular style and like each artist's style of flames. Yeah. And then, yeah. So, I mean, you start paying attention to that, you can kind of notice who made it perhaps. 
Yeah, it's pretty sick. I mean, he was saying he's more of like a, he does a lot of jagged points and kind of the um, flames. He'll, he'll do the checker stuff. But um, yeah. he mentioned tribal flames. And I, I swear I fell asleep last night trying to picture tribal flames in my head. Um, <laughs> they, your typical classic flame, like, you know, just kind of old school hot rod flows one way. Like the points are on one side. Yeah. Um, the cat the, the tribal flames kind of <laughs> come around they'll point towards the front they'll have uh they'll have points on both sides and yeah there she goes that's Hopefully. okay man <laughs> <laughs> um yeah tribal flames i guess i don't know how to add to that more so than perhaps a picture i could link on to is your, it, your is, page. It, is it kind of like if you think like tribal tattoo art is it more yeah do you know like just the black and white like or you know black tribal I gotcha. Kind of that going on in okay. the flames. Fair yeah. enough. That's good. It's hard, right? This is the, the biggest challenge, I think, with all the podcasts I do when I talk to of the artists. It's it, it's a challenge. I enjoy it, but it's a challenge trying to articulate style and visual through words. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, um, but speaking of style, I was just I was looking through your Instagram post the other day, and uh, I saw, and I think it's a Camaro. Uh, purple black hood oh boy. with yeah. a really interesting <laughs> figure on the hood. Tell us about that, man. All right. So with this, uh, we've got a local on-road class that I know we're gonna we're talking about here yeah, in a bit. Yeah. We got oh, that cool. started up. Uh, my boss is. I got him into the hobby. I just told him to come up one Sunday that we're racing, and that's pretty much all it took for him to get in there. And uh, from there. He uh, he wanted a car, then he wanted a body, and he's a purple guy. He likes purple. So initially it was just going to be a 71 Camaro, flat black hood, purple, the rest of it. And yeah, yeah. From there, you know, nothing in particular. Yeah. Well, um, the more of the guys at work started hearing about it, we basically decided that we get to choose what was on the body if he lost rock, paper, scissors. Well, <laughs> he, he lost rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> Awesome, man. So it's a dabbing unicorn. <laughs> a dabbing yeah. rainbow unicorn. Correct. Yeah, man. I love it. Like, I don't I don't know who lost that bet because he might have not liked it at first. But if I saw that car on the track, I'd know who it is. It's unique as heck. And, uh, man, I think it's dope. Did you freehand that unicorn? Like, did you, you drew it, obviously, and you airbrushed yep. it in. Yep. Uh, everything, everything you see from my work is all hand, oh. hand cut graphics, all that. So I mean, fantastic. Just like anything else on my page. Yeah. If if and listeners, if you haven't seen it, get over MR Custom Painting Instagram now and check it out. The hood, it's like the unicorns in space. He's got this cool dab <laughs> going on, man. And um, the, I mean, that's just an exciting body to me. I love what you did with it. The chrome finishes around the uh, window frames and at the front. Um, tell us a bit about, cause I can see, I'm just going to look at the angle. There's a second photo. You can see the headlights. Are those painted or how did you get that effect on the headlights? Yes. Those are painted. They're actually really, really simple. Um, you just dry brush and paint on okay. there first. Wow. So we take a paintbrush, uh, dab in a little bit of black, kind of streak it a bit. So it's not yeah, yeah. saturated dry brushing they put a little bit of black on there amazing back and white. you make it sound so simple buddy if i did if i did that it would look like <laughs> some sort of terrible oreo cookie right like i <laughs> um the back the rear the tail lights similar similar technique yeah 
And I love the yep, MR license plate. Is that something, now I may not just not have noticed, but is that something that is kind of a signature for you or is that something new on this body? Uh, no, the MNR is on nice. pretty much everything. Actually, it has been on everything for the past 15 Amazing, so man. years. It's, um, I love that body. I don't know where it ranks for you, but... Uh, it's, it's up there as terms of... I mean, I, I think it turned out rather well. I like the Galaxy and the, the Unicorn. I mean, it's, I wouldn't say top 10 or 20 by, by any means. I've yeah. got quite a few that are up there, but it's a it's a really nice good job, looking man. show. I like it. Uh, overall, <laughs> he's pretty happy with it too, and he's quite fond of the there you Unicorn. Go. So, and so has he gotten a nickname because of that, or like on the track? Not yet? Uh, <laughs> not yet. He's only shown up once so far, but we'll see sick. how, that's how sick. that goes. So we're going to get into that, because that's... One of the things that really caught my eye again, and not that your stuff is not eye-catching, because that's not it at all, man. Your stuff catches my eye all the time. But, you know, when we spoke initially, it was about your artwork and about your painting style and your technique. But I noticed that you're working on a different kind of project. And you mentioned this in the first podcast about how you're trying to just um, cultivate that racing scene where you are. So maybe for the listeners... Just remind them where you're located again in the states, and sort of give us a little bit of the context about what what your what your goal was there. Okay, um, yep. I'm from Iowa, uh, center of the the 48. There, a lot of people actually get us confused with Ohio, that <laughs> or, Idaho, or, or Idaho, or Idaho, like corn. I might have said. <laughs> yeah. uh, sorry, buddy. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're the corn state. We don't grow <laughs> potatoes. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, a lot. A lot of what happens around here yeah. is just bashing. Um, there have been a few tracks that have come and go in the area. A lot of them are very intense, uh, which can happen with RC racing. And I used to do that. I used to run RCs quite a bit. I used to, you know, race them, buy the expensive, the Mugen Seekies, you know, had to have the new the radio, the oh, servos, yeah. all that. It gets yep. very expensive. Good time, but I mean, it's, it's not something you're going to talk a new a newer guy into the hobby let alone a guy off the street like say like my boss where he just bought into it you're not going to talk them into dropping you know 1500 bucks on an eight scale buggy it's just not going to happen so um we've been wanting to get racing going in in our town here and our local hobby shops one of the best equipped traxxas dealerships in the midwest hands down like he's he they he takes care of you know us with Traxxas and Traxxas takes care of what's the name of his shop uh Dan's Hobby House in Waverly yep awesome yep for sure um great guy um so we've been wanting to get into we've tried going through dirt track for a while like this has been decades Mm, in the works I'd say um we tried getting some land in town you know working with the city to get like a dirt track going with the insurance and all the hoops that you know the city liability issues that they wanted to go through it just kind of didn't work out um we were close i would say but it just the pieces didn't fall in the right order and the right time and yeah. all that things or all that um so about last fall i kind of got the itch that you know maybe we should start a different route and go with hmm. some on road um so initially this was kind of late in the season it was starting to get cold already i was thinking that we could possibly get some like Kyosho nice. going. I mean, they're in an expensive yeah. car. I mean, you can get in for, I would say, really well on yeah. around 200 bucks. They run yep. on, you know, triple A's or yep. double A's, I, I believe. 
we just couldn't find somewhere indoors that wanted us that would allow us to run for inexpensive you know we're trying to start a class we're not coming in with 20 racers right away so we don't we can't just start with fees and that kind of thing so um that kind of fell apart but we had the you know the initial ball was rolling at that point in time um this spring early early summer it kind of just hit me you know why don't why don't we take a look at traxxas you know we've got the hobby shop with the support um traxxas with the fortech and i mean we could just find a nice empty parking lot get approval and go from there so uh initially you know dan and i talked and it was kind of us pairing up we we took onto his facebook page you know see if there was interest for that actually quite positive response dan knowing his customers he he was pretty sure that we could get this going so uh once once that was going we ordered some cars you know we kind of based out our rules uh we realized traxxas has spec class rules for a few of their cars i know the slash and the fortec and uh we basically just posted that and that was our initial guidelines you know we wanted we had a few rules that we wanted to to abide by our goals i should say the first one is basically for people across the spectrum as to where they're at in the hobby either you know been in it for decades or just just getting in with their father-son duo Mm -hmm. kind of thing um for everybody to a be able to afford it and b have fun um that was a big thing we wanted to have it where the cars were limited to what you could spend on them as far of hop-ups and that kind of thing so i mean people have been so far quite welcoming of that uh it's a different change of pace for like i said locally we've got we've had off-road in the past but like i said it gets expensive so uh yeah no sorry i was gonna jump in real quick i i think yeah, no, That's I'm going to ask you a bit about the track and about the turnout. And um, I yep. think, though, I get excited hearing you talk because it's exciting to me uh, when I hear stories like this about guys locally, because that's how this hobby is going to flourish, making making yep. uh, RC accessible. So obviously bashing can be accessible. Bashing can also be extremely expensive. Um, doing it this way, having an on-road track, you can set it up once you get permission in a parking lot, quite frankly. It's a great yep. model for anyone who's listening. If you're local to wherever you live and you are struggling with this, I think it, you should take note of what Matt's saying. Um, I take note, Matt, because I, I'm recently in a bit of a transition where I've had, I have an off-road, I have an SCT, and I've raced it, but my track, the closest track I can get to is about an hour and a half away. That's a three-hour round trip. Yeah. Um, I fully uh, yeah. understand. I, I'm in my that, mid-40s. Yeah. I have two kids, young kids, who I'm very involved with, and you know, and my wife, and and I'm very involved with her, too. And uh, it's, <laughs> it's a tough sell, and I don't even want to sell it. It's just too far. I don't want to give up all the time. So do you find yep. like, so you, you already said you, you kind of, you, you understand that, that aspect. Are a lot of the guys and gals that are coming out, um, what, what's the feedback you've heard from them? Um, actually, I mean, so far, a lot of it is local mm-hmm. guys. Um, once this, we've got the lab counter finally going, nice. uh, which was a very big <laughs> hurdle. But I think once that's, you know, people are aware of what we're doing and well with the COVID it's kind of hard to get parts and cars right now but once this kind of everything levels out I think it's we're going to start seeing the people show up from farther events but currently everybody's having good times you know the first I think we've done it six weeks now right around there Um, the first couple times honestly it was it was more just practice I want to say of 
getting some people on a track and for me and Dan, Dan and I, sorry, to be getting the track figured out on how to make it durable. Mm-hmm. Um, we're running PVC. Um, we had some issues with our connectors at first. Oh, Leia's back. Um, <laughs> hey, Leia. <laughs> uh, we had some issues with the connectors and durability where if you hit it hard enough, it, the PVC would right. come loose. We wanted it where the track was, we could tear it apart and and you know take it to take it home rebuild it all that kind of thing and uh um so yeah like we had issues with the cars hitting it and it basically blow apart a corner so we'd have to go stop rebuild Mm. that and go from there well you know a few weeks into that we changed a little bit things here at different couplers and then at one point in time we were bolting one end or we are bolting the ends together so i mean the, the track's basically bomb proof yes. now. So it, that allowed us to get going there. The guys were understanding, you know, working with us, giving us ideas. They were practicing, you know, running the running the course, helping us there. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, it just kind of all awesome. fell in place. Everybody, we've got a few people that are, you know, racers I'd call. And then we've got some other guys that have literally never been on a track before. You know, father, son, and they're doing great. It's awesome to see them getting better, understanding, you know, you don't have to go wide open yeah. throttle all the time you know it's slower is faster course, sometimes man. and it's it's great to so see that that's happening. i'm and i and i know off the air for the for listeners i said matt you got 20 minutes and now i'm worried because i'm really into this <laughs> so you no, gotta no, go you're you fine me, but we can pick it up again but so you're talking about the track and i get excited as i said i'm transitioning i'm i have a track close to me it's a 20 minute drive it's a carpet track they run mostly touring cards and cars in 112 pan but they have been doing one week a month where they set it up as an off-road carpet. It's been fantastic in my estimation. Nice. I built my 22.5, I love it, it's fun. And now I'm transitioning into looking at a road car. So whether it's a TTO2 or um, an X-Ray, I don't know, X-Rays are a lot more money. Um, but when yep. I hear you talk about track setup, it makes me wanna start doing that here. And um, when you talk about the PVC, if anybody's been on um, Matt's Facebook page, there's a cool drone video <laughs> that you guys did. That was wild, man. I know <laughs> yep. you were disappointed because there were more cars in the track, but it was wild because you, re- you really get a perspective. Um, oh, for sure. No, that's the thing we will be doing nice. in the future. We'll have more of that drone footage. Um, last Sunday was really everything literally just kind of came together finally. Um, not in a, not saying it was a bad before, but like we, we had the lap counter out there. We did. We showed people what that can do. I mean, they understood what we were looking for, but I mean, like just to truly show, you know, like we can we can do some real good things with this. You know, your times are all here, all that kind of things. Um, a very expensive investment, but in the long haul, it should be yeah. a very worthwhile investment. But like the drone footage, I feel that's going to help us, uh, ex- you know, show people what we're oh, doing yeah. and like get people interested in this and you know. It'll be it'll be good for the whole the hobby in the area, let alone other people getting into it or maybe you know starting their own well, their own. Track well, it's locally. smart in the sense that to your point, you're really giving people that literal perspective of the size of yep. the track, the speed of the cars. Um, it's in the way that surveyors use drone technology for you know plotting land and whatnot. It's it's a great use and a smart idea. So kudos on that one. Um, with your yep. with your track setup. So what what kind of what is the range of cars? Because I know you said that you had you started with Traxxas. Are you what kind of classes do you have? Um, currently, we're kind of limiting it to the Traxxas Fortec, okay. which I, I see both sides of why people want to open it up, 
or stick with yeah. what we're doing. Um, uh, the reason we're doing only the Fortech and everybody following the same guidelines as to how they can set the car mm-hmm. up is a lot of times with other courses or other tracks, you know, you might not race as much as you mm-hmm. want. This way, our goal, you know, we right now we're only racing for two hours or, you know, it might go a little bit later that, you know, before we tear down the track, yeah. but everybody's everybody's running we're all running the same thing you know we're we'll be doing two races you know two classes and as many races as we can fit in there but everybody's getting equal time to run um it's not well you know we're running vortex now we'll wait till we do two two wheel drives or any other class later you know no one's getting upset that um it keeps it we're really just trying to show locally what we can do with this and it kind of kind of you know keep it simple stupid kind of thing where let's just get the basics down as as a race or a club and then we'll yeah. open it up to other things yeah i don't i don't i don't want to overwhelm people with oh we're doing an off-road truck class we're oh, doing no. a two-wheel drive slash class yeah. that kind of thing i i've i've had people already asking for other classes and it's not like we're we're not turning down the idea but for right now we're we want to really get the ball rolling on this, get some racers locally, and then as like a club, kind of decide what we want to do. Um, yeah, and- it's it's just it's it's just working out better that way when you kind of limit what we can do. Yeah. I guess. And again, smart because it's like selling hats, right? You're gonna sell a, a button or a button back hat, and you're gonna sell three colors. You you go crazy with a fitted with getting into fitted caps, you overwhelm people, you scare people away. It's the same thing. So I think it's a really yeah. smart, and, and and if you don't mind me saying, you being a painter, not a painter, but a, a designer, an artist, I think having that men- that mentality, right? That planned, that perspective, that balance yeah. kind of is helping you with this, right? Not only from the, the literal things where you're designing a track and you probably have a really good perspective on that and you have a background for that, but the other things too, you want to you introduce people ease them in, make them feel comfortable, make them feel welcome. It's a level playing field. And what I found, speaking about the TTO2s, the, the Tamiya ones, uh, at our track Phoenix here, we we have same thing. You, the only thing you can upgrade on them right now are bearings. Everything else is stock, which sounds maybe a little limiting, but the competition level that you get, it's so right. much You fun. get a guy who's been doing it for uh, 20 years, and maybe you know even if he took a five-year break, and you get a kid who's new to it, it's just and they can exactly <laughs> it, everybody has a chance to do something to progress to to win to you know lose and and that's that's what makes it great right um i'm yes i'm fully behind that like i said we've had a few that wanted to bring on some other classes you know i've got this high-end on-road car and i'm, I'm i just you know re- hesitantly <laughs> or without breaking any hurting anyone's feelings i'm like not right now yeah um for people that are into the hobby buying i mean people know how bad this hobby can get for your wallet <laughs> like if you've been into it for oh, a yeah. while so i'm kind of telling them you know like i'm sorry but if you know what these cars run the investment to get a ford tech the, we're all running the same battery same motor speed control all yeah. that um it's not in the whole scheme of things it's not that big of an investment yeah. but to the guy who's never been in this hobby it's it's decent yeah. money, but it's not like going buying a new X Max. It's nothing crazy Agreed. like that. It's not like, oh, you know, <laughs> here goes the mortgage oh. payment to get racing RCs. It's nothing like that. So, I I think everybody's understanding where we're coming from. I I fully am on board with what you guys are doing with the Tamias. Yeah. Um, 
it's we've got a few things you can change your springs your oils your gear ratio um bodies i i'm totally pushing you could probably see where this is coming from pushing for uh other bodies yeah. i love I, i'm like i'm racing that martini one i did a couple oh, weeks ago nice. people are just like you're gonna race that i'm like absolutely <laughs> <laughs> like i i i like the, the originality of you know running different different make your car your, your own right. like giving them that ability but uh, but overall it's gotta be as fast as the car next to yeah. it you know without you know going crazy on the wallet yeah. and that kind of thing um but overall like it's we've got the times going now and it's interesting to right. see who, who, what kind of laps right. people are doing and well, uh yeah well so if, it's it's been a blast that's before. awesome and every track's different right like so in phoenix it's a pretty big carpet track uh the best drivers at our track run in uh when we have off-road four-wheel drive uh you know associated rigs are, are pushing 16 second laps and I'm look, and I'm sitting there, and I average out on my best average out at like 20, 21 seconds. <laughs> so it's cool track to track because every track's different because it's at the size, yep. the layout, the surface. Um, so that's fantastic. And I want to ask you about the timing uh, software. What what are, what setup are you guys using? And um, what's a rough estimate for what that costs to get it going? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So. Well, one thing I do want to get on the track before I yeah, forget, yeah. every week we do a different layout, actually. Sweet. We have not done the same track yet. Um, keep people on their toes. Um, so by doing that, you got the, you got the guys who know how to tune cars. We're throwing them a curveball by you don't know what the track's right. going to look like. It's going to be a new track next week, so you might be gearing it down when you should have geared it up. And the guy who doesn't have a clue about tuning, his average <laughs> car is going to be consistent. Right. His car will handle just as well for nice. him so i mean it's it kind of levels the playing field a little bit there so up you know tune if you'd like to but not necessary yeah. um the lap counter uh i'm kind of uh, uh the way I, I i use tools for work um i spray you know i, I paint airbrush you know airbrush art uh i'm I'm the type of person that you buy once, cry once, uh, do it right. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and I mean, it's one of, even like if you're getting into airbrush, go buy an Iwata. I'm sorry, it costs more, but you're gonna have less problems. Right. It'll hand, it'll, it'll spray better for you. You'll be able to find parts, that kind right. of thing. So when it came to lap counter, uh, the hobby shop and I talked. Um, basically, it comes down to if you're gonna do it right. Um, I mean, I talked to you know the, the guys from the magazine. I've talked to other racers, other other tracks. Basically, it's my laps or bust. Yep, yep. Um, there's a few other ones out there. Uh, they may work for them, but what I wanted to do and what Dan and I, you know, Dan and I wanted to do, it was my laps was our best option. Um, our goal with that is, yes, we're just racing Vortex right now. I understand that seems like complete overkill for the level of racing we're doing. But with, you know, we're just doing on road now, getting the racers here. Once the racers have a, you know, a base, you know, this is what we do around here. You know, the off road could come, right. we could find dirt. We could, we could, you know, you could take that literal same system, plug it into a dirt track. You're running eight scale buggies, right. you know. I mean, it's it's something we can grow into. Yeah, you can. I mean, um, you could throw down turf where you are and get jumps yes. and do, yep. you know, carpet off road too. Um, yep, there's so many options yeah. for that. Uh, I know infrared is another another system a lot of people do. Uh, 
quality wise, I, it probably works for them. But I just, I'm, like I said, I if you're going to drop the money and you're going to do something, you might as well do it to the best you can. I agree, man. Uh, luckily for us, luckily for us, it was financially accessible right. for us to do that. That's great, and that's great to you know. Let's buy once, cry once, right? Like I wish the rest of this hobby yep. was like that because I've bought a lot and cried a lot. But um, it's uh, <laughs> but in things like that, you're right. Like you, whether it's a um, the lap system or you're buying a servo you know, like, or you're buying a radio system, it's best to get something, you know, do your research, find out about the brand. You know, when I buy servos and I'm newish into off-road, it's, I I go Savox. I mean, that's me. That's another example of, I don't think I would buy another brand. I've never had an issue with a Savox servo ever. Um, So good advice. And yeah, to your point, uh, it may hurt up front, but you're thinking long term, right? You're thinking s- sustainable, yes. um, uh, sort of uh, growth, and and making this more than just. Yes, it's fantastic what it is, and I shouldn't say more than yep. just what it is. But um, to, no, I, I totally fully yeah, just to sow those from. seeds and and like when I hear yep. you say you've got dad and son uh, duos coming out too, like my son's eight, I tickled with the idea of doing what you're doing because if I can get him out with a rig and everybody's on par and everybody's going the same speed I've taken him the tracks before and he's had like a, a ECX amp and he go and it's brushed and he goes what he goes but he notices the other cars flying around the track and it turned him off because he was like I'm not as fast as them and he didn't want to do it yeah. so I think what there's so many good reasons for doing what you're doing and with a level playing field yeah um We've I've actually got both my niece and my nephew out <laughs> racing now. Awesome. Um, two extremes. My nephew has driven some cars before. Understands he, it's actually his car. Yeah. Uh, he tends to take care of it a little bit more. I get my niece out there, and it's, <laughs> it's a little bit more. Oh boy. Let's well, see what happens you're the here, but... you're the pit crew then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, it's it's great to have those kids out there. And like I said, it goes back to that price. So if you have a price where, you know, the father son can do it or the father daughter or mother daughter, whatever it may be, yeah. but like it's reasonable where you can get, you know, two cars, one charger, a couple battery packs, you're good to go. Um, you, you know, you're going to have some busted parts, yeah. of course. You're going to have tire wear, but like overall, this is pretty inexpensive way to get in the hobby and it's going to open a lot of doors for other people getting into it so That's awesome, man. there's yeah it's kind of a partnership with the hobby shop i mean yeah it's it's tremendously good for him he's selling oh, cars like crazy yeah. and parts but yeah. i mean it's 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 also helping us too so i mean it goes both it's ways a, it's a really beautiful it's a beautiful marriage um you know it's something that i think if it was going to work where i am we have four local hobby stores within 10 kilometers of each other. And um, I think if they collaborated more on um, something like this, it, you know, that high tide floats all boats, right? It's uh, yep. it, it would build their biz, their base business. And not that that's all this is about. This is obviously about passion for the hobby and your love for it, I think is, I'm hearing it in your voice. It's the one, one of the main drivers behind this, right? It's, I don't know. Talk about that a bit. Um, see, hobby shops, the, the whole hobby in general <laughs> is so cutthroat. Yeah. Like, uh, there's been a, a f- quite a, f- or a decent amount of hobby shops in the area. Dan's is, 
he's the rock that's always been here and probably will always be here. Mm-hmm. He's just he's got it he's got it locked down. Other ones have come and gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I don't know the current situation with that, but like with him locally at the helm, I guess. Um, yeah. It's it's going well. Um uh, what else would I say with that? I guess I, no, I don't know where else that's to take fine, that. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. Yeah. I um, think I was just agree to agree with me. <laughs> you did. So. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> but no, 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 not even. I mean, it's just, I think it's just, it is what it is when it comes to that. It's, uh, yep. if you can find someone like your friend Dan, it sounds like that's a perfect marriage. Uh, it's fantastic to hear. I'm excited. I'm excited to, to hear it's been going so well. Um, I definitely want to keep this on the radar and, and maybe revisit when at the end of the season. See how it went um, for you. Actually, yeah, go ahead. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. We're trying. We're trying to find. Well, part of the goal too is with the more racers you have, the more the more reach you have. Right. Um, maybe possibly the more connections. Like, hey, I got a guy who's got a warehouse that's yeah. nothing in it right now. Um, our goal is to go all year year round, nice. but we have to find that building. You know, we've got to you know figure out what rent's going to cost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that kind of thing but yeah our our goal is just to continue year round that will help the growth and basically just get this hobby well, to take off even more so locally right because then your your um the learning doesn't stop the, the fun doesn't stop yep. you know that you can look forward to the outdoor season and the indoor season if that's how it works out um yep it's great thinking matt and um you yeah, know again i want to thank you for being on and before i let you go i want to say kudos on the vw uh beetle body as well and <laughs> thank you. i just i saw it the other night with the, the the exposed engine at the back it's wild check it out guys again mr custom painting on instagram the colors matt and i'll, I'll end on this and I, you don't even have to comment remind me very much of proline and we all know what happened with proline this week so oh. um for better or for worse everybody's got an opinion i'm gonna leave this show on a very positive note <laughs> because uh, I like the Proline colors. I'll just say that. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't even know that was a Proline design. Um, the customer who ordered that yeah. sent me pictures of his original Beetle back in the day, oh, wow. and it was painted that way. But the only difference is, is his was more of like a baby blue kind of teal. It was a faded picture. I couldn't really yeah. couldn't nail down that. But then he did. Uh, he had a prior order with the two Novas. One was red and one was blue. Um, he basically fell in love with the blue I sprayed for him. So he wanted his design, put new colors on that beetle. Wow. And then I went and looked and, you know, got the body coming and realized it's basically the same as ProLine's advertisement, which is just kind of funny. Just a little bit of change up here. Yeah. I was, hey, man. All, yeah. all good. All good. <laughs> uh, bottom line is I love it. It looks fantastic, man. And uh, Thank you. You know what? Keep up the good work. Um, I hope we can continue this conversation because I'd love to spread the word up here north of the what is it the 49th parallel is that still a thing um <laughs> i'm down for you know any questions nice. another podcast yeah. any questions about how what i've done so far yeah. we've done i don't want to take credit for that what we've done locally you know send them my way i can help out wherever sounds good man you know i can assist them i'm i might be the guy asking you questions because i think uh honestly if i can get enough interest um the model you've set out is extremely sustainable enticing yep. um yeah good job keep it up and uh we'll be in touch again i'll give you one last plug guys check out mr custom painting i know matt you're not worried about the plugs but i i am because <laughs> your stuff is fantastic and you give your time to us it. here on the podcast man so we uh we really appreciate it and i hope uh leah and uh, admiral mittens 
Correct. I got it. <laughs> I went a whole podcast and then I remembered something. That's that's rare, man. So <laughs> I hope they're doing all right. And I hope you guys uh, oh, get yeah. your phones and all that situation set out down there, man. Oh, for sure. All right, buddy. <laughs> One of these days, anyways. All right. Good talk right, with you. Thank you. Thanks, bud. Take care. Eh? We'll talk to you soon. Hey guys, it's Jeff, and you just listened to a conversation I had with uh, our friend Matt Brace from MR Custom Painting. Uh, Matt is, I believe, in Iowa, not Idaho, like I might have mentioned before. And uh, you know what? Me and Matt have talked about painting and design and, and artistry in RC, particularly around bodies in the past, but this conversation was awesome, uh, and it was unexpected because... Matt's got a true passion for building up that grassroots racing scene in RC where he is. Um, I don't do a lot of outros on my podcast, but I thought this was warranted. A lot of the messages Matt had in his in his conversation with me were fantastic. The way they've gone about uh, collaborating with a local hobby store to come up with some parking lot racing, essentially, um, is amazing. And I think a really good way for a lot of guys to start. It, it's inspired me so much to to maybe explore something just small and local to try to get my son into it. Matt's using the Spec 4 from Traxxas as their sort of club car um, with some uh, with some rules set out so the competition is nice and easy. Um, but he mentioned Traxxas and I, so I did a little bit of research on them after the podcast and you know what, for all of the bad slack that Traxxas gets sometimes for being expensive or for this, that and the other, they do a really good job at building up the RC community and doing their part. And their website has a fantastic resource for building your own RCO track. Um, they keep it simple. They talk about materials. You can use two by fours and cones, or you can graduate to PVC pipe. You know, it's, I got to give them some credit. Um, we haven't talked to anybody from Traxxas and we haven't really talked about Traxxas a lot. Um, but I encourage you, if you're thinking of doing something like Matt's doing uh, in his neck of the woods, visit their site. They have really short tutorial videos that are easy and not overwhelming in terms of building your own track. They even give you like four or five track layouts, simple ones, more complicated ones, to help you plan out that track with, with widths and dimensions. You know, For example, there's one I'm looking at that's 32 by 40 feet with a lane width of, width of eight feet. So it helps you really get a sense for that. Matt talked a lot about all the great work they're doing. They have a timer system, a transponder system in. And while that's fantastic and it really does add another dimension to racing, you don't need that initially. Set up your track, get some interest, and then evolve it from there. Open up some classes, get a system in there that you can uh, maintain and helps you understand lap times Lots of fun uh, for those involved. Anyways, just wanted to add that on the end of the podcast. Was really stoked to have Matt back on. We're going to check in with him uh, to see how the race um, fostering of the race scene is going in Iowa. And um, yeah, we hope to talk to Matt soon. If you haven't checked him out, check him out again. MR Custom Painting on Instagram. Matt's uh, work has appeared in RC Car Action and many other places. So uh, 
Thanks to Matt again. And uh, to all those listeners, thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll catch you in the next episode.